हम आज मौजूद हैं लिबर्टी मार्केट लाहौर में और आप सबका स्वागत है हमारे साथ स्पेशल गेस्ट जैन फ्रॉम रास्ता यू गाइस नो रास्ता इफ यू डोंट नो रास्ता तो फॉरगेट लाहौरी क्लोदिंग ब्रांड आई डोंट नो हाउ एक्यूरेट दर इज बट वील वील Or, yeah, we'll talk about it. Hi Zain, welcome to the yeah. show. Yeah, we're welcome. Long time fans, first time uh, speakers. Uh, how's how's it going, buddy? Three people It's with going. beards on the show. Yeah. Oh. 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 Um, It's going good, man. अभी तो बस अगली collection design हो रही है, and that's set to release in the fall. And this is probably the most expansive collection that I've uh, I've worked on. I think we've been working on it for the past three months. Or ab September me jaake release hogi. So, मतलब it's going to be very it's going to be very experimental and expansive and sort of get us out of that bubble of streetwear as well, like you were talking. Because <clears throat> there's going to be a lot of uh, there's going to be a lot of focus on the silhouette and the line of the garment. Okay. So essentially, like. Pushing the envelope in terms of just you know a t-shirt or a hoodie or a jacket, um, like really trying to experiment with how the garment falls, fabric selections and everything, stuff like that. Something that we did do <clears throat> in volume three, but it's going to be even more so in the next collection. Okay, okay, that's the future. Uh, we called you here because, like I mentioned, we've been uh, do do say fans of yours for a while, and uh, mm-hmm. we first. <clears throat> Got the idea that you are willing to talk to people about it. Uh, when you came on our friend Dijink's show, Marie Mondays, mm-hmm. the very enthusiastic but short-lived <laughs> Marie Mondays, because Dijink just fucking stopped <laughs> doing those. Um, so then, uh, let's start at the start of your journey before we get into shit. Yeah. A, a typical generic way is we start interviews by the most cliched tarika possible, and we ask the person who's here to tell us in their own words who they are, why they're on the show, um, and how they got from A to B. So let's start from your Zen. Uh, you started Rasta yeah. apparently with someone else. My cousin is Smile. Yeah. Okay, your cousin is Smile, who is not here right now because he is in the US. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Okay. You are based in Lahore. Yeah. Uh, my my time is split between Lahore and the states, but predominantly I'm in Lahore. Me, I'm from. Okay. Obviously, factory to go to, studio to go to, artisans and workers to interact with each other. So, until I'm not on the ground, then my team will never be motivated or inspired. So, that's why I'm not here. 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 ओके बट वैसे आपका बिलोंग जो है वो लाहौर से बिल्कुल बिल्कुल सर सो आई आई प्रोडोमिनेटली ग्रोन अप ओवर हियर बट आई स्पेंट अ लॉट ऑफ टाइम 
moved to London for a couple of years, and then I did my university in Vancouver for for about five years. I took an extra year because I was dumb as fuck. <laughs> what? Extra year in Kerala University. Ke liye. What did you yep. do in uh, the university? What did you study? Nothing related to fashion. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was my question. <laughs> so how did political you end up? Political science ki degree. Thi. Oh, political science. Right. Yeah. Kabi political science. Jo bhi yeh sunra na political science ki degree mat karna. Balki kar bhi lena kyunki fir uske baad you're gonna be like, what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> I need to go do something with my life. All right. Let's let's get to the the shit. How did you end up? starting partnering uh creating this fashion label after a political science degree yaar hua ye tha ke um mera jo aakhri saal tha na wo maine kiya tha rome mein semester abroad kiya tha okay. um okay aur us waqt na like i was sort of transitioning off into being in vancouver partying all the fucking time and then just going to rome out of my comfort zone and it allowed me to really hone into my creative side and i realized that oh fuck i'm supposed to graduate in 6 to 8 months what 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 am i doing with my life <laughs> and at at that point in time i you know i knew that i wanted to start a business but i was just trying to think about what exactly that would entail for me and i was like okay i have an idea of starting a streetwear brand where we sort of incorporate pakistani heritage and culture with like urban aesthetic and i and i realized that nobody was really doing that and living in lahore but also you know living in vancouver allowed me to appreciate these two different aesthetics from two different lenses jis tarah aapke piche wo style logo billboard laga hua hai aur ahmed ahmed matter pata nahi kya likha hua hai ahmed video aur jo bhi um so i was able to you know sort of these two different things from different lenses and just merge them together i didn't realize that rasta would be what it is today it was just supposed to be a t-shirt and hoodie brand with patches on the back but then uske baad kya hua ke i started to learn more about fashion started to learn more about how fucked up the pakistani supply chain is in terms of integrating labor and artisans in an efficient manner and that's <clears> where the idea of incorporating artisanship to the fullest came about and um Ismail was pretty much in the same boat as well. Wo bhi abhi university se graduate hua hua tha. He wanted to go to med school. In fact, he had gotten into med school and he was going to med school. And I told him, bro, listen, my story. You didn't start medicine. So you can't take this path with me. You can't become a doctor or do this fashion work. He dropped out of med school. Wow. He dropped out of med school. And his, his, his wow. parents lost their shit. So this I, was, day, I was going to ask. I was going to ask. That's not going to be good uh-huh. with the parents. हाँ मतलब और मेरी तरफ भी काफी ज्यादा एनिमोसिटी थी कि भाई ये जैन ने की है जैन ने फैशन बैकग्राउंड वी न्यू दैट दी ओनली थिंग वी हैड वॉज आर वर्क एथिक एंड वट दैट इट वॉज क्रिएट विद इन स्टार्ट वर्किंग टेन टू फोर्टीन आवर्स डे एंड आई नो लाइक make a mark here and there and now you know now we're here so i didn't imagine we'd hear this fast when when you started why did you why did you gravitate towards streetwear is it something you were interested in uh pehle se yeah streetwear was always something that you know just really inspired me in the sense that a clothing company can take a subculture and translate it through skate surf or hip hop and yeah. i think that that's something that happens in pakistan on a day to day basis 
यूल सी ए चाय वाला और अ बर्फी वाला जिसके ऊपर एक क्या नाम है उसका कम्प्लीटली मिस इंटरप्रेट के एफ सी या मैकडोनल्ड का लोगो लगा होगा ट्रकोरिटी you mentioned at the beginning of your journey you were thinking okay you're just going to do t-shirts and hoodies with patches so what was could you go into a bit more detail about like when you said i'm going to make like a pakistani design uh focused streetwear brand what was the initial idea which became i suppose season 1 yeah so the initial idea was basically um using like a bunch of paintings that my uncle had made uh okay. in like in they were like sort of mixed media pieces with mogal art and i looked at them and i thought this is very interesting and i and i was like can we like use these images on our t-shirts and hoodies and they like, yeah it's completely fine so the first collection was about mogal architecture and um just just mogal motifs in general and it it sort of did well and that was the point in time where i didn't know that much about um streetwear or our or our you know artistic culture either so i was uh, i was sort of like learning as as we went by so if you go back to volume 1 you'll see that it was just two hoodies ek wo mogal horseback wali thi aur ek wo princess thi jiske side pe borders wagaira the that was it yeah. and very <coughs> very simple like very lean hua ye uske baad ke i started to learn more about fashion i started to learn more about design about fabrics about how fabrics are woven or stitched i i learned how to draw and patterns ke bare mein sara kuch so moving moving from just being like a apparel company to more uh, of like a design centric company hmm. but how did you find people to make the first volume like to actual people who put it together cuz you weren't yeah. coming from a textile design fashion design background you were also not coming from lahore you moved probably back from canada So yeah what was the process of going around to make like the actual nuts and bolts of the production thing like how did yeah. you find people to make a t-shirt main main agar tum logo ko batau na ke jo shuru wala jo hissa tha wo kitna bada ek ka keeda tha matlab tum log tum log literally pareshan ho jaoge pehle jo pehle jo 8 mahine the na of uh, of rasta they were literally just me running around the fucking city trying to figure out what the fuck to do because i didn't know what the hell to do art minute lagate for me to just make samples and prototypes if you go on to rasta's instagram you'll see that our first few photos are just like random samples logon ne yun karke khade hue pehne hue hain kisi flaa bande ke paas jata tha to wo mujhe bolta tha ha bhai matlab hum bana denge aapko lekin itne paise lagenge aur hum ye karenge na beech mein mere misalon wali baatein obviously i was naive to mujhe nahi pata tha so i was literally putting myself out there asking people one thing that really helped was that my uncle has a background in textile okay, okay. so he okay. did he did connect me with some people but what happened was that those people 
were only taking big orders. Pakistan ke andar ek bahut bada mass production ka masla hai. Bhai 1000 piece banane hain to low warna hum nahi banane denge. Because high volume low margin. So wahan se I I had to ask these you know big manufacturers bhai mujhe kisi small manufacturer ke paas lagwa do small manufacturer ke sath mulakat hui aur phir uske baad like driver ka koi agar koi dost hua uska dost aage mujhe batayega ye khaddi wala kasoor mein rehta hai ye tumhare liye haath ka kapda bana dega wahan se phir kasoor jana unse milna unse baat karna wo bhai lekin bhai hum to khaddi chalate nahi paise hi nahi bante main to rickshaw chala raha hu jao bhai maine nahi khaddi chalani ab maine usko samjhaya bhai This is the business plan, and this is why it's different this time. And they were like, "Oh, acha kiya, that's that's very interesting." I still remember, hamara pella jo kasoor me handwoven fabric ka jo order tha, that was so small. The guy was just like, "Yar, matlab yeh bhi bandar time zaya karna hai." Or, aaj unki puri family jo hai, they are contracted with Rasta. The women are embroidering, the the men are weaving, and jo ek uncle ji hai, wo dye karte hai fabric. Matlab fully unka ghar jo hai wo pura sustain ho raha hai from working with us that's very cool um yeah, yeah. so that's that's volume 1 then is volume 1 then also incorporating um apart from the two designs that you mentioned the mogul themes and the t-shirt and the hoodie uh setup are you are you experimenting with different fabric choices here too in terms of like patches so, and what not so so volume 1 was um two very simple fabrics on the back ek hand woven khadar aa gayi aur ek dusra jacquard aa gayi theek hai volume 1 mein we were just doing hand woven khadar because that's all i knew uh, yeah. how to do and what to do us waqt meri jo mera jo creative envelope tha wo itna push nahi hua hua tha volume 2 okay. is when we when, when we really start experimenting and wanting to push the envelope so you make volume 1 you get all these people together naysayers bhar bhar ke skeptical people all around you how many orders how many pieces do you make how do they sell how does it go what's the reaction reaction to volume 1 yakeen karo jo pehla mara mahina tha na uske andar do ya teen hoodies bikhi thi and how many mahine we had about um i think we had somewhere between 3 400 of those and we were absolutely shitting our pants kyunki ek to we overproduced theek hai We overproduce. We realize that a business model like us can't overproduce. Overproduce करने की reason ये थी कि मैं सही factory से नहीं लगा. The artisans that were making the handwoven fabric, उनके साथ हमारी relationship थी. लेकिन factory ने basically हमें बोला कि भाई 200 से कम piece हम आपको एक article में नहीं बना के देंगे. Obviously because I was a new guy around the block, they were trying to make milk their money. And um, volume one was basically just our backs against the wall, trying to get rid of this inventory. That's when we went into beast mode. Second month, me, I think three, four big, big gains will be. Third month, me, six, seven big gains will be. Fourth month, me, ja ke, then thoda bahut ek wave aaya or diska. Yeah. Um, I think like somewhere around, somewhere in the hundreds or something. I don't know what happened. And in... and your orders are to like individuals. You're not selling to stores to people who stock no. it. It's just people, one on one. It's it's just people. And then who are you? We ended up giving a lot of inventory from Volume One away as well to influencers and models or whatever. So we got rid of the inventory. It it officially sold out. At that point, I realized that. we needed to do something more than just a fucking patch on the back of a hoodie because yeah. as you guys can see there's many brands doing that now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mujhe usko kadi pata chal gaya tha ki ye cheez jo hai ye long term sustainability kabhi nahi business ko leke aayegi um 
Right, so then volume one sells out. The t-shirts go to... T-shirts come and then Intermission 1 comes. Hmm. And Intermission 1 was a very interesting concept where we sort of experimented in a way that um, you had to be subscribed to our email list to buy the t-shirt. So okay. if you're subscribed to our email list, you get a password for the Achha. website. We're getting into like the hype stage of things. <laughs> yeah, it, it was... It was an experiment that uh, did well, but also <laughs> didn't do that well. Um, in in the in like the beginning, the first day or two, it did well, but then after that, immediately hype dies down. But we had to go back into marketing, um, spending ad dollars and whatnot, and that that did. And me will be big yeah, the Sara kuch. Lekin sari jo jo game change hoye na, wo volume two ke baad hoye. Jab humne apna design aesthetic or business model bhi thoda bhot badla. Right. So what happened in um, volume two then? By the way, people who are listening to this only in audio, um, if you check out the video version, we're going to put in like a whole bunch of pictures from these collections that he's talking about. So you can sort of see the audio per video. Yeah, so volume volume two. Yeah, volume two mein hua ye ke jab volume one khatam hui na, to mujhe ek realization hui ke a patch on the back of a hoodie is tranki cheese okay fine you have you're the first mover in the market but there's no reason why someone else can't come in so i thought why not work with the best artisans that we can find why not instead of using simple hand woven fabric experiment with making some crazy fucked up shit for our fabrics and then pay the artisans a lot more than what any person in pakistan would So okay. you're basically pricing out your artisans. Yeah. Right. If I'm giving you 5,000 rupees, I'm telling you, auntie, give me 200 rupees, give me 200 rupees. That's right. So I that So volume two, I knew that we needed to push the envelope in terms of design and fashion. Mm. Block printing, uh, like hand-painted fabrics, interesting and different silhouettes, patchwork pieces, um, like composition elements, all of that stuff. And that also meant that we were moving towards a different price point, which came with a lot of backlash. So But I let's... knew that this. Ha! I, I sorry. Uh, I wanted to discuss the price point. But before that, that's a we'll we'll come ah, to. Ah, okay. <laughs> But what I wanted to ask was, uh, you're saying you're getting artisans, you're pricing out the competition. Is that any cheese? And you decided on a whole bunch of new themes and techniques and that sort of stuff to incorporate <laughs> in volume two. So. Talk to me a bit about how you finalized Ketcha Ye. Is this Tariqi Ki Chize Karni? Like we have to incorporate block printing. We have to incorporate. How would you say we'll take these three, four uh, style elements for volume two? Yeah. And then also, how did you get, how did you find the artisan? How how did those conversations go? Because again, as far as I know, uh, you're doing this. You're like the first mover in Pakistan and they haven't spoken to anyone who's coming to them with this Tariqa idea either. So how did the process of whittling down the ideas go and then f- fixing your relationship or you know solidifying a relationship with artisans go how did these two things go at the time So hua ye ke jab volume 2 can i speak in urdu ya english ke andar uh, it doesn't matter chalo bas 
यार हुआ ये था बेसिकली कि वॉल्यूम टू के लिए सबसे पहले मैंने अपने लिए एक मूड बोर्ड बनाया I knew what I wanted to do um in terms of just the design aspect of it. I didn't know that I wanted to incorporate block printing. I went to an artisan trade show by the name of Dachi. Dachi hmm. Mila lagta hai Lahore mein pata nahi aap logo ne suna hoga ki nahi. Ha. Wahan pe mujhe Aslam sahab mile who's a block printer. Okay. This guy was selling cushion covers, curtains and chadrein. Theek hai? Aur and I realized that this is the sort of stuff that i would want to incorporate within my uh, you know within my clothes for rasta maine aslam sahab se baat ki maine maine kaha yaar matlab can we set up a meeting and i said you know like i run a fashion company let's let's work and he was like fashion to main nahi karta matlab ye chadrein vagaira hain aap le le like he was dealing with me like a regular customer to maine bola bas mere sath ek meeting kar le and i explained the concept of him how i wanted to use the prints pehle to main ghar gaya मैंने उसकी चादरें वगैरह खरीदी और मैंने सोचा यार मैं इससे क्या कर सकता हूँ आफ्टर दैट आई रियलाइज दैट आई वांटेड टू मेक लाइक आई वांटेड टू बिल्ड ऑन वॉल्यूम वन की जो मुगल थीम थी एंड यूज दैट हैव द थीम फॉर वॉल्यूम टू एज वेल बट आई वांटेड टू यूज हिज मोटिव्स बिकॉज़ ही इज अ फोर्थ जनरेशन ब्लॉक प्रिंटर उसके अगर तुम स्टूडियो जाओ अगर तुम लाहौर में हो तो मेरे साथ चलो मैं ले जाऊंगा वहां पे उसका एक कमरा पूरा छत तक भरा हुआ है ऑफ दीस ब्लॉक्स ग्रैंडफादर के भी अबू के ब्लॉक्स वगैरह उसके पास पड़े हैं सो ही हैज अ प्लेथोरा लाइब्रेरी ऑफ दिस ब्लॉक्स आई मीट विद हिम आई सिट डाउन एंड आई सेड लिसन दिस इज व्हाट आई वांट टू डू एंड दिस इज व्हाई इट्स गोइंग टू बी गुड फॉर यू बिकॉज़ उसने मुझे फ्रैंकली स्ट्रेट अप बता दिया था कि ब्लॉक प्रिंटिंग उसने फुल टाइम छोड़ दी हुई है क्योंकि देयर इज नो कस्टमर बेस एट एट द प्राइस पॉइंट दैट ही वांट्स टू सेल ठीक है इनकी कॉस्ट बहुत ज्यादा हाई होती है He runs a. He used to run a part-time store in Ichra Bazaar, where he sold those things. Etc. Block printing was a hobby. It 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 तो मैंने उसको यही बोला कि दिस इज गोइंग टू बिकम योर फुल टाइम प्रोफेशन अगेन एंड यू आर गोइंग टू बी एबल टू हार्नेस योर क्रिएटिव साइड व्हेन वी वर्क टुगेदर ही ट्रस्टेड इन मी एंड दैट्स हाउ द रिलेशनशिप वाज सॉलिडिफाइड नाउ हाउ हैज इट मीन हाउ इज इट स्टेड दैट वे बिकॉज़ ऑफ द फैक्ट दैट वी वी ट्राइड आवर बेस्ट टू पुट आवर आर्टिजंस एट द फोरफ्रंट कभी हमने ये नहीं छुपाया कि ये हमारा ब्लॉक प्रिंटर किसी को नहीं बताना वो सीक्रेट बीबीसी बीबीसी डिड एन इंटरव्यू विद देम आई टॉक्ड to vice about them there's many journalists who call me up being like can we speak with the artisans mai directly aslam saab ka number deta hu ki bhai unse khud baat kar lo yeah so mere muzana suno unse khud suno what uh, speaking of then just bring uh, a step back to what you were saying ki he is not uh, doing block printing stuff because there is not enough money anymore ab volume 1 or intermission guzarne ke baad uh, what what did you realize about in artisans key situation in pakistan as to why they're moving away from truly creative work and doing is tarah ki like things that are more economical and likelier to sell because we have big brands who might not yeah. be using them but like inke halat kya the like why are they not being appreciated our big brands can't afford uh to pay these artisans in a sustainable way and turn a profit that's why there is no and what that means is that there is no demand for artisanship within pakistan pakistani Achha. culture ke andar 
मैस प्रोडक्शन और मैस कंज्यूमरिज्म इतनी इनग्रेन हो चुकी है कि हम कोई महंगी चीज देख लें पाकिस्तान में बन रही है वो कहते हैं नहीं 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 पाकिस्तान में नहीं हो सकती पाकिस्तान में तो भाई सस्ती चीजें बनती हैं हम जारा से शॉपिंग करेंगे वही जारा के कपड़े जो साथ वाली फैक्ट्री में बन रहे हैं हमारे दिमाग के अंदर ये एक कंज्यूमर कल्चर बन चुका है इसी को मैं चेंज करना चाह रहा था पाकिस्तानी ब्रांड्स के लिए बहुत मुश्किल है कि आर्टिजान को एक अब एवरेज इंडस्ट्री के हिसाब से पैसे भी दें एंड दे ऑल्सो टर्न प्रॉफिट दैट वुड that would mean that you're basically cutting out a big chunk of your customer base so humne kya kiya we we worked with these artisans and we realized that the purchasing power of diaspora in the west is much higher and they're going to appreciate these uh, uh these artisans and our unique design aesthetic a lot more because they don't have uh those like ingrained um consumer philosophies ke yaar nahi pakistan se sasti cheez hai to mehangi cheez hai to humne nahi khareedni unka ye unki ye mentality nahi thi Okay. Okay. Um, and then the thing about people getting in touch with him, like the one who number did it, though, I think I understand why that's like a big deal. But why was that something that you were freely doing? Like, would other people not do this? Other people in Pakistan wouldn't do this because I'll bring it back to that main point. Their artisans are not being paid much higher. than what the average salary for a block printer or a weaver would be mere artisan ka number le lo you won't be able to afford him that's that's the reality of it mm. that's the reality of it mm-hmm. <coughs> apart from that i guess also karigar chori hone wala scene bhi hai so even if i decide i can afford someone and i want the person who's making your designs main usko chura lunga and that's why people are Quit. really in, insecure about it yeah that's happened with aslam saab before where yeah. i don't want to take the name of the the company that he was speaking <clears throat> about because i don't have the have his permission but there have been instances where people have come to a shop unki chadrein khareedni hain scan karwa ke screen print uh, saadiyon pe yeah. is tarah karke aage piche to wo us tarah ki cheezein to pakistan mein hoti rehti and these are like major companies that people would know of had you mentioned the name major companies yes wow okay to matlab you're seeing because this is great because you are not coming from a, a traditional fashion background so everything you realize d- during this journey is sort of on the same track that like a like a novice or someone who doesn't know like me uh-huh. would would yeah. be thinking that of. is that is interesting again how i guess that works in many industries in pakistan as soon as you start belonging to an industry pakistan ki yeah. you just become so weirdly पार्ट ऑफ द नेगेटिविटी उसमें कुछ ना आप कुछ अलग करना चाहते हो बट यू आर स्टिल डूइंग समथिंग इसको खुश करना है उसको खुश करना है इसकी पहचान से उस मैगजीन में प्रिंट हो जाऊं ठीक है 
that in season two, uh, volume two, you will be looking at increasing your pricing to make supporting the artisans more sustainable uh, <coughs> yeah. in the long run. <clears throat> so what were those conversations like? How did you come about with like, did you have a reference point for the figures? What sort of thing was that? And then what was the backlash that you got? And then Rizwan has some pricing-related discussions, so we'll get to that then. Yeah. But then. So the the first thing that we sort of discussed as a team was that we wanted to be like a niche-focused brand. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to be somewhere uh, in the luxury category, but right at the lower end. If you look at our prices, they're not they're, they wouldn't essentially be considered like high-end luxury prices, but they still are up there. Now, what that allows us to do is completely differentiate ourselves from any other streetwear brand or, you know, urban brand outside of Pakistan. And there's not really any brand that that sells stuff at that price point. Uske Lava, what it allows us to do is, like you said, it allows us to fairly compensate our artisans, actually even more than what the average artisan would make in Pakistan. And then what it allows us to do is it... Um, it creates a customer base that is more focused on design sensibility and fashion in general. So we we have a very like niche customer base. So these two things are together. And then long term stability. Ke se ye ke the the brand the brand is allowed to create campaigns that are like very visually appealing as well. If we want to recruit more artisans and pay them even more we can do that it's something that's also very attractive to investors as well when there's a brand that's functioning like this outside of pakistan okay global perceptions jo hai na pakistan ke bare mein wo ye hai ki pakistan is just like a mere cog within the global supply chain and that's what we wanted to change as well a backlash jo iska aaya wo ye tha ke um the backlash was was there and it it meant that we would we would be targeting a niche market it meant that we wouldn't be in that mass production area either it also means that in the beginning we don't make as much money as uh, as other streetwear brands could have had they been in our situation and just scaled upwards we're going for the long term play over here so there is this misconception that if you raise your prices you end up making a lot more money but that's that's not true at all kyunki aapka customer base jo bilkul hi niche down ho jata hai you you're allowed to experiment as well when you when you niche down you can do certain things that like a brand like um let's say outfitters na kar sake you can make stuff that maybe isn't uh, going to be worn by the everyday consumer by people who actually appreciate fashion art culture heritage and and in terms of like general like ballpark figures we don't need actual numbers but how much of like a percentage increase are we seeing from volume 1 from volume 1 to volume 2 the first thing we did was that we introduced a completely different line of products like the 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 patch on the back wali jo cheez thi that yeah. really didn't happen in volume 2 it came mm. back in volume 3 but didn't yeah. happen in volume 2 mm. so so what we saw was in in certain products there was even like a 2 3x in pricing because of the fact that our costs when up even more than that yeah because it compensate okay. artisan ship and to compensate the amount of time it takes to make one garment also also increase so humne apna product bhi completely change kar diya tha and are you are you <laughs> when did you become profitable was it volume 1 was profitable or uh shuru se matlab you were that didn't come till very late even after volume 2 so Achha. there's this misconception that huh. uh 
वॉल्यूम टू से ना ओ हो पवा आने लग गया वॉल्यूम टू इज अग रिस्क रिस्किंग रिस्क That's these are the sort of questions I'm trying to you know uh, yeah. like लोगों के दिमाग से थोड़ा subtly निकाल लूँ क्योंकि people will be like wow he's charging like you know three times more than his previous thing ये तो सारे पैसे जेब में जा रहे हैं he's probably barrier town पूरा खरीद लिया इसने you know इस तरह की बातें लोगों के दिमाग में there wouldn't be anything wrong with that either what I wanted to talk about uh, you have actually discussed everything that I've probably had in my mind lekin uh what why do we need to justify the pricing here as in we, um, we don't ek to, ek, yeah kyunki ek to this is not like a basic human rights wala mass production wala ke product that everybody has to own right yeah uh so you are making your market very small by raising the prices but the other side of the question is why are willing to why are people willing to pay like ke does everybody understand the kind of fabrics you're using the kind of yeah. artisanship that's going in it yeah are the prices making it an exclusive brand jo ke sirf mere paas hoga aur kisi aur ke paas nahi hoga like you know yeah that's actually a very good question and i firmly believe that if rasta raises its prices the consumers get to decide if rasta stays at that price point at the end of the day what has happened is that we've built a following that genuinely is interested in that design aesthetic and they're they're okay. buying at that that they're buying at that price point regardless of us having to let's say in volume 2 having to you know take a loss or whatever we're building a consumer base around that and people are willing to pay pay at that price point stuff is selling out we're getting press people who actually write about fashion people who are interested in fashion they're you know they're they're having their eyeballs on the brand as well so that's what matters to me are our customers happy are people who are genuinely interested about fashion are they willing to spend that much on our clothing and that's happening that's happening because we're creating like a genuine connection with them um uh, volume 2 then uh, you've got uh, your block printing block printing uh, master sahab you've got the guy in kasoor Yeah. What's what's the team looking like at this point? Um, without going into any specifics, you don't want to. How is the production scaling up? How did the volume two experience go? The volume two experience was very different because essentially we changed all of our products. Right? It was it was a big risk. If you ask any business person, they would let you know. Listen, what you're about to do is a very big risk, mm. and you need to be willing to stomach that risk. and i knew what i was getting into i knew that what's happening right now within pakistan streetwear landscape where these brands are popping up i knew that was all going to happen so it was a very big struggle for me to justify these changes within product development to justify changes within supply chain to justify with my uh, you know partner factories that listen hum 200 piece nahi bana rahe hum 20 20 piece banayenge for a factory yeah. to hear that is like No, I'm not doing it with you. Yeah. Factory said the first volume one ki jo factory thi, unhone bola nahi, bhai, hamne nahi karna. Then I went to another factory, and um, there is uh, Rizwan sir, bote, and he's now he's now part of our team as well. He he saw the vision, but at the same time, he made it very clear to me that when you're making small batches of of product within a factory, आपकी prices एकदम ऊपर चली जाएंगी. Yeah. किसी किसी भी फैक्ट्री के साथ अगर आप काम करो ना इफ यू गो बिलो दर एमओ क्यू यू प्राइसिस 
So that's one thing that the uh, the listeners need to really hone in onto as well, that if a brand makes 100 pieces of a T-shirt and then compared to a brand that makes 25 pieces of a T-shirt, the 25 pieces will be made, their cost will be higher. It will be higher because it will be made, it will be made. It will be stitching lines, it will not be rolling. As in, it's never going to be made again. The pattern cost, the design cost, the stitching cost is all confined it's to all that. It's all one time. Except. It's all yeah. one time. Yeah. So... Um, this is this is an example of uh, because I'm a finance guy. So if you want to look up things, you need to look up things like economies of scale, and you need to look up yeah. things like uh, absorbing R and D, research, and development costs. So, for yeah. example, when someone very makes a good. medicine, that's a very good point of view. Yeah. yeah, when someone makes a medicine, there's a lot of years and years of research and testing and years of course that goes yeah. into the medicine, and then when that medicine comes out. All the expenses the company had made for the past 10 years without the medicine actually selling, those expenses have to be recovered. When your company loss So when exactly. it comes out, there's a patent. For 10 years, for example, the medicine is at a higher price until all those costs are recovered. There is a factor. Medicine is like a very touchy subject because you're thinking about people's well-being. But the thing is that money spent has to be recovered at some point, somehow. Then after that, the patent Everyone can now make Panadol. Uh, everyone generic. has the thing now it's a generic yeah. thing and it has no price because no one has any research cost with it and they're like Ab iski ye price. So because all those costs have been recovered so what he's yeah. talking about right now is what economy of scale and there's for like a thousand pieces because he's like hai, margin hai, wo chota hai, but because I'm selling a thousand pieces wo cover ho and I'll still make a decent profit now if those thousand pieces go down to ten the price for per product to make that same level of profit has to go up way higher just to make yeah. the math work. Yeah. So, and there's another, uh, uh, sorry to cut you off there, but there's another thing that if it's confined to just like 25 <clears throat> products, yeah. that's a big cost to divide, huh. uh, divide onto that compared yeah. to let's say if you make those 25 products but then you keep producing them because you validated that in the market your yeah. cost uh, on one single piece is gonna go down but scene it's like I in research and development mein. Uh, am yeah. I recovering that 1 lakh over 10,000 pieces or over 100 pieces so exactly. divide kar lo. it's math Hopefully, numerator to nominator. Uh, sorry, <laughs> yeah. uh, kind of a basic question here, but then uh, why why don't you want to make more pieces of the same design? Why do you want to keep it at a low number? Yeah, why are you... Uh, yeah, that's a good thing. Why are you looking to not be a volume game? Because at the end of it, I, I consider myself as an artist and I'm very emotionally attached to the design process of it all. And I want my consumers to feel like they're part of something special. I don't want our okay. consumers to yeah. feel like this is what everyone has. So there is that exclusivity, that. the high beast thing going on here, for sure. Ke, 100%. Ke 100 pieces and and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is that it's very hard to mass produce like handmade stuff in the beginning yeah, yeah. when our team of let's say block printers is only two or three. If I had 100 block printers, maybe I could have made like 2,000 or 1,000 pieces, right? Yeah. And yeah, so so let's let's talk about the team. How many people did you have working for you uh, volume two ke time pe? Volume 2 ke time, pe team was around uh, 
पांच से दस लोगों के दरमियान रास्ता so that there's there's two sides to that story so that we can also keep scaling as a business ha jab unse kaam karwana ho to hum kaam karwate hain unke liye bhi behtar hai kyunki jab hum nahi kaam karwa rahe hote then those artisans can try and you know get other clients which now they've started <coughs> to do aslam saab has a few clients that get bed sheets made from him and stuff like that do you think That's, that has to do with the with the publicity they gained as a result of rasta do you think that had a part in it 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 may have it may have from from his perspective it it has had a part in it and i would like in the future you know these people are working with us in a manner that they are fully sustained by working with rasta so that's probably the best thing cuz working with us allows them to be creative as as well like their their creative input is as important as as ours how do those like decisions come ke matlab kis kis tarah ka print like color schemes design schemes how how does ah, that come about yeah. who's who's making is it like fully collaborative is it a small group of people how are those things working it's it's actually very collaborative like i'm going to have like a directional idea i'll do the sketches i'll do the drawings i'll make the mood board and i'll sit down with aslam saab or the hand weaver and then i'll get their perspective because at the end of the day he's the technician right yeah. he's going to tell me ki zain bhai ye wali dye jo hai na wo idhar achhi nahi tarah absorb hogi is fabric pe ye dye is tarah aayegi mere khayal mein mere paas wo blocks pade hain agar usko hum is is motif mein use kare is silhouette ke sath use kare to wo behtar lagegi to it's very collaborative is tarah nahi hai ki order okay. passed down hota hai uh, like banaras um, Yeah, it's not yeah. it's not like a very institutional setup where it's like top down. Mm-hmm. And and do you think I mean this might be putting words in their mouth but um based on your discussions with them how yeah. do you think they feel about their experience like season volume 2 tak ki baat chalo we're not at volume 3 yet but how how were they feeling at this point were their initial doubts and fears and misgivings were they like okay this is working out zen sahi keh raha tha obviously they had their initial doubts and that was very apparent but at the same time they realized that because of the fact that they were allowed to be creative and have a voice within the design aspect of how things were being made they decided to trust us mera laptop dead hone wala to maine abhi bas charge pe laga raha hu so in the beginning obviously they they were uncomfortable because working in pakistan where you're used to being ripped off a lot of the times it was it was very difficult to get them on board but once they saw that they had a voice at the table and they had you know the ability to be as creative as us within that transaction is when trust started to build up and when like the the orders started to come in for them mm. so agar shuru mein shuru mein itne rupees ka order hai aur fir uske baad you see like a 50 75% jump on the artisans perspective you're like wow maybe i can do this full time again right so that was yeah, the the yeah. turning point and speaking of orders ab tumne volume 1 ke baad se you've raised your prices significantly the design language has yeah. also taken a different direction so how did yeah. volume 2 go in terms of like uh customer response sales that sort of stuff volume 2 did really well 
in the sense that we were able to get the the audience that we wanted. We were able to acquire the audience that we wanted. It it didn't do well in the sense that jo jo backlash jiske baare mein hum baat kar rahe the. It didn't do well in the sense that there was money left on the table that we could have taken had we stuck around with the previous business model. So it was good in the sense that it was it was a shift in in the business's ideology or jo customer base hame chahiye tha. वो हमने एक्वायर कर लिया था एंड कस्टमर स्टार्ट मार्केट फॉर यू आफ्टर दैटली you know we have to really we have to make sure that we're able to turn a significant amount of revenue as well so that we can keep paying these artisans more and we can keep scaling this business so it needs to be it needs to be very carefully thought out had we not taken that design ship with volume 2 which is kabhi nahi honi thi ha thode bahut agde khane pade the lekin obviously har kisi ko khane padte hain hmm yeah so <clears throat> what happens now then with volume 3 going in from the success to volume 2 and Haan. important side note how did you get to digging yeah digging ka maine artwork dekha tha koi around sometime last year and i immediately knew that i wanted to work with this guy i um i asked him to meet up and he was like theek hai main islamabad aata hu main usko bola main aa raha hu main lahore se islamabad aa raha hu bas abhi aa raha hu so we we set up a meeting islamabad mein se mila उसी दिन मैं वापस गया लाहौर बंदा जो है दिल का बहुत अच्छा है जेनुअन ह्यूमन बीइंग एंड आवर लाइक आवर फिलॉसफी फॉर हाउ वी वांटेड टू सी द डिजाइंस पैन आउट विद इन फैशन वाज ऑन द सेम लेवल एज वेल वॉल्यूम टू में कोलैबोरेशन आई और फिर वॉल्यूम थ्री में आई होपफुली यू नो अनदर वन इन वॉल्यूम फोर यू यू नेवर नो आई से यू नो परहेप्स अच्छा I am not a minimalist. I'm a maximalist. I like to be very creative. I like to be loud. I like different yeah. and interesting silhouettes. So volume 3 can there we completely changed the way our block prints looked. Like we made them these like neon colors something that really hasn't been done before. Silhouettes changed gear. Jackets bahut zyada aur aa gayi and 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 an and an emphasis on hand woven fabrics but not like we what we were doing before. Pehle to hum plain khadar bana rahe the na which is like widely available in yeah. in Pakistan for volume 3 we made hand woven denim we recycled uh, fabric dupatte liye humne kaata unko aur fir wo haath ki khaddi pe usko weave karwaya ek din mein uska sirf aadha meter banta hai aadha meter se bhi kam banta hai so it was wow. it was very experimental and it was just it was just stuff that we that we enjoyed uh, that we enjoyed doing but also it was again it was very risky because it was it was like a design language that yeah. no one was really exploring and sometimes that isn't the best from a commercial perspective but it's very good in in the sense that rasta cre- started to create an identity yeah 
this is Rasta. This is like, they're going to be loud. They're going to be expressive. And that's when you really start to build a fan following. Even in even in the imagery, like, um, apart from the pieces themselves, uh, the, the loud aspect was very visible in the, the <clears throat> big set pieces where you had, like, the multiple models in that living room sort of situation and there was a lot of stuff. Yeah. The whole thing was, like, super big, in-your-face, kind of yeah. design-heavy instead of, like, clean, minimalist stuff. Um, yeah. And how was the reaction to Volume 3? That's the, reaction, the reaction was very good in the sense that people appreciated the risks that we took. People who were into fashion really started to look at the brand from a different lens. We got a bunch of press. I think we got Forbes somewhere around that, or maybe it was before Hype Beast Aya Beach May. There's a few other press mentions coming. Pop-up shops. Pe, uh, actually, no, volume three ki pop-up shops to kar nahi because coronavirus aagi thi. But the response was very good from people within the fashion industry and also consumers. Because now what happened was that consumers could turn to a brand and be like, look, I'm wearing clothes like this that nobody else is making because nobody else has the balls to make clothes like this. There is no, there is no fashion business operating out of Pakistan that is going to be as ballsy, and I can say this with the utmost confidence, that it's going to be as ballsy with its design aesthetic as Rasta. Because at the end of the day, their biggest incentive is that we have money. If you have money, then you can't take such a loud design aesthetic. Alternatively, for them to get that loud aesthetic, did you see people saying, uh, this is working for Rasta, they're doing all this stuff? Let's incorporate some of these ideas into our shit. Be yes, inspired that, or rip off Istanase and bring it more happened. mainstream. That's happened, yeah. Yeah. That has happened. That that's definitely happened. And I know some designers would be upset about it, but for me it's the biggest compliment because I'm already done with that idea. Right. I'm working on the next collection. So if right. you wanna if you wanna feed off of our leftovers, that's completely fine. You're validating <laughs> our you're validating our concept and yeah. I, I really don't mind. And that's, that's one good thing with this business model where you make a collection, where you make a collection, your consumers buy it, they know that they have it and then you don't make it again. You're mm. on to the next thing. Right, right, right. At, at the end of volume three, uh, where, how are we looking at, how's, how's the split looking between sales within Pakistan and abroad? So what happened with volume two was that sales were mostly abroad mostly south asians living abroad lekin aista aista yaar jo main ek cheez ek trend dekh raha hu na wo ye hai ki pakistan mein sales have started to increase okay. and i think it's because people are getting accustomed to the idea of transacting at this price point and being comfortable with it because yeah. there are consumers who buy um brands at this price point lekin bahar se now yeah. they're starting to turn to Rasta or will be a consumer base build up that's what I'm most excited about mm. where we're going to bring this um, this design language and this this sort of way of doing business in Pakistan so that other brands are comfortable jumping in at that price point and at that design with that design aesthetic as well so mm. Pakistan mm. Aista Aista is sales with with volume 3 Rizwan you had a bunch of questions uh, that we were discussing yesterday or any of those yeah. left at this point? Yeah, I, I wanted to ask, like, wh- what are your inspirations in designers and stuff? Like, wh- what who inspires you? Yeah, uh, 
a few of my biggest inspirations would have to be Alexander McQueen, Dries Van Noten, okay. um, Karl Lagerfeld, 100%. And then from, from streetwear, it would have to be, I want to say Virgil Abloh in the beginning, mm. when he started... Okay. When he moved the needle yeah. in terms of yeah. what is what is street and what is luxury, he's the guy who did it. We we wouldn't have imagined a black man being the creative director of a fashion house like fucking Louis Vuitton. Yeah. And then you have people like um, Kirby from Pierre Moss. Okay, Pierre okay. Moss is another other brand that is really moving the needle. Right now, uh, Amiri is doing really well. Bodhi. Bodhi is another brand outside of New York that is making one-off vintage pieces using uh, leftover textiles from like 20, 30 years ago. So maybe like your, wow. your, dad's, your dad's postman's uh, like jacket, using that to make like a new reinterpreted version of, of a jacket. So mm. fashion, is, fashion is moving more towards... Uh, conversation towards uh, ideology and design aesthetic yeah this is what I like to wear you might hate it but this is what I like to wear at the end of the day that's what it's supposed to be about not everyone is supposed to like a brand and if everybody yeah. likes a brand that's a very bad thing mm, it's, mm. About, it's about the it's about having a conversation right McQueen was very much like that if you look at his shows if you look at the yeah. amount of nudity and fucked up shit that happened in his shows he didn't. He didn't care because he knew that he was being honest with with his design aesthetic. And that that in itself was the statement he was looking to make. Um, yeah. Also, you mentioned at the very start of this conversation, we're we're getting pretty much uh, to the close now. Um, you mentioned that one of your biggest things was Pakistan ki supply chain ke halat. Um, yeah. Based on your journey so far, and then we're going to talk a bit about the future with Volume Four. Um, what were the biggest, just to recap, if we've talked about them already, what were the biggest challenges you faced from a supply chain perspective? How did you solve them? And wider scale, pay, what are the major problems that you've seen in Pakistan that might not exist outside and of which are hindrances mm. for people starting businesses like this? For me, it was finding a good supplier, Finding a way to work with artisans in a sustainable way. It's not that you say, that I know might have ripped that person off. So yeah. there, there's a lot of middlemen within Pakistan supply chain. There's a lot of friction. The reason is that the informal sector of Pakistan is I think it's somewhere around 56 to 60%. And these are the suppliers and vendors and artisans in the informal sector. When you come to the informal sector, your supply chain friction comes a lot. Middlemen comes a lot. So that's something that we need to collectively work on, making our supply chains more efficient in the way that designers are connected to artisans, designers are connected to manufacturers, and how designers are connected to people who get the cotton from, let's say, the fields and whatnot. That's something I'm going to be very honest. That's something that even we don't do. We have, a, Rasta has a long way to go. Like we're not, we're not even halfway to being where we want to be. Mm. To create like a fully sustainable supply chain, you need to go back into like the roots of everything. So Pakistan's supply chain, there's a lot of friction, middlemen are a lot of this is the fashion industry when a brand Yeah. Okay. Um, and then 
I suppose a good point to segue in towards the end of this is having learned the, all these lessons that we've talked about from volume one, two, three, and then your uh-huh. experiences with customers, with, with people, all the naysayers. Um, what are you taking with you? I, you can't obviously talk about, I suppose, the design language of volume four, but what are you taking with you? What are your plans for volume four? Can you give a date as to like when it's coming out? I think you mentioned fall earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there something people should expect? Are you keeping it fully under wraps? What does that look like? Volume four is going to push the envelope in terms of how Rasta is perceived because it's going to be a much bigger collection. It's going to be 30 plus pieces. Okay. It's, okay. it's, wow. it's, 12, it's 12 to 14 hours of work, work days from myself and my team every single fucking day. And it's it's incorporating other uh, artisans as well from different backgrounds. Very experimental, um, very from very from the heart, and something that a lot of people will relate to, but then a lot of people won't relate to. Like you said, September me aigi. So I'm really looking forward to it. We're almost we're almost done with most of the stuff now. It's like editing and fine tuning it. Um, I'm very excited about it. I'm very, very excited about it because Collection Buttery and we're moving closer and closer to being a fashion brand than just like a t-shirt and hoodies brand. Mm. Are you looking to, Jesse, uh, we have Dijink and again, you don't have to go into specifics, but um, is this something you're looking to perhaps experiment with more in the future? Like um, artists and visual artists and stuff that you find perhaps online on the internet? incorporate their work with like limited runs or get people from Pakistan give fashion institutes or something is that something yeah. you're looking to do in the future a hundred percent a hundred percent and you you guys are going to see more of that in volume four for sure that's mm-hmm. going to happen in volume four it's going to happen in the future as well the watch is uh, definitely our model in the shamil hai yeah I, uh, just in reference to something we talked about earlier about the the brand pieces kind of being exclusive to consumers do you think there's some future for reselling in pakistan yes. do you think rasta being resold online or somewhere like it's it's happened there's certain rasta oh. pieces that have been resold online um yeah. and i can tell you right now that three things are going to happen Streetwear is going to become a very big thing within Pakistan. We're going yeah. to see a centralized platform for streetwear-related media or retail, kind of like Hypebeast or Farfetched. And number three, there's going to be a reselling culture around that. Maybe not now, yeah. but in five, ten years, get is hoegi, likwalo. All right, Nikwali. Okay. <laughs> we got it on video. Um, good, man. I think this was a great talk. Um, I, I had listened to your uh, discussion with Dejink also, and then we spoke about Rasta when Dejink came on the show. So I think this was great to have you on. Is there anything yeah. that you uh, really specifically wanted to put out there? Um, or do you think we've covered everything so far? No. I like how you uh, deal with people online. Uh, hate on the internet. We talk to internet creators a lot. Hate is uh, sadly, but understandably, a very common topic of discussion. And I've seen several of your interactions over the past couple of weeks. You were going to be pricing. I don't know. I just wanted to say one point about the creative. I was 
नहीं चाहता कि मैं कोई बुरी बात करूं इनशाला उसका करियर बहुत आगे निकले लेकिन मुझे एक चीज बताओ आपसे मैंने दो साल पहले बात की आप अभी जाके वो बात छेड़ रहे हो मैंने तो उसको इतना बोला कि भाई हमारी कॉन्वर्सेशन प्लीज मेक इट पब्लिक प्लीज मेक इट पब्लिक वरना लाइक लेट्स हैव लेट्स हैव एल्स एनालाइज दिस कॉन्वर्सेशन दिस इज बिफोर दिस इज बिफोर रास्ता एवर प्रोड्यूस्ड सिंगल पीस वॉल्यूम वन वन वी डेंट हैव दिस इज अ बूट स्ट्रैप्ट इवेंट मैं आपको कहां से पैसे दू जब मेरे पास लिटरली आई डेंट हैव मनी टू गेट फोटोग्राफ्स टेकन सो आई हैड टू टेक द फोटोग्राफ्स माई सेल्फ दैट्स वाई they were so shit aur pehle mahine mein sirf do teen hoodies bikhi thi so but no i mean it's good uh, what i was what i was saying was i mean you're not shying away from the conversations but you're also not reacting in a way that's like fueling it even more um uh-huh. and i think i think that's a good uh, a good way to deal with things for you personally um yeah uh, especially looking at uh, some very recent uh, situations that we've seen on social yeah. media yeah tweet kar de oh ho usko retweet kar de wo news ban gayi hai yep that concept yep. is just like so it's not uh, it's not real uh people yeah. spend way too much time and effort on twitter and they give it way too much importance it's not it's not real um yeah. pakistani <laughs> politicians se leke vloggers and bloggers and influencers <laughs> i mean fucking just just chill the fuck out um yeah then i think this was good uh, it would have been good to have uh, ismail on maybe when you come back hopefully but i think yeah. he has a he has an interesting perspective as well like you said moving away from medicine into like a career like fashion that could be an interesting conversation yeah chalo ji i'm at the mohalla par then where can people find you on the internet Instagram पे हो हम रास्ता ऑफिशियल आर एस टी ए एच एंड देन ऑफिशियल एंड आई थिंक वी डों ट्विटर माई पर्सनल इंस्टाग्राम इज जेनो अंडर स्कोर नाइनटी फाइव जेड एंड सरखेलिंग वी डॉक्ट बाद में लास्ट पॉडकास्ट बट उसको भी हम आर्टिस कहना शुरू कर देंगे ओके जी थैंक यू वेरी मच थैंक यू फॉर लिसनिंग वॉचिंग एट टी पी आर पॉल ग्रुप अकाउंट एवरीवेयर स्टॉप रिकॉर्डिंग थैंक यू सो मच थैंक यू सो मच